The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. Today, it's finally the playoffs, baby. The Super Wild Card Weekend is coming up. I'm Katie Monks, joined by Will Bronson. I always want to call you Bronson. I don't know why I do that. Will Brinston. My phone autocorrects to Bronson, too. Does it? We had a family friend, um, the Bronsons, growing up, so maybe that's what happened. Will Brinson is here, Mr. Pick 6 himself, and we're joined by Sportsline's finest, RJ White and Alex Selznick, a.k.a. Prop Stars. Fellas, thanks for hanging with us. This episode of Pick 6 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. If you like winning picks, make sure you sign up at Sportsline.com and use the promo code PICK to get your first month for just $1. In the last episode on the feed, Will Brinson, Brady Quinn, and Lee J. Usable discussed sub zero football and debating whether revenge games are real. That's interesting. Check it out on our YouTube channel and anywhere that you get your podcast. That sounds like a good one. Week 18, fellas, was hands down the best of the season for each of us. We all got four mm. wins, Princeton mocks and white. Uh, and then, of course, prop stars went two and oh on his props. Um, Looks like I'm the only one over 500 to end the season. I will say I missed two weeks, so we. It's are we rolling? Of, yeah. yeah, there's an asterisk. Are we there's rolling over the? Week. Are we rolling over know, into R- the playoffs? How are we doing RJ. it? What are we doing? Yeah, what's RJ? What no, I, 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 Katie wins. Katie's the regular season champion. We're doing something a little different for the playoffs, as people are gonna gonna hear in a second. So, um, I don't know if it really makes sense to mix those and gives those of us that are a little bit behind her a clean slate to to have you know a championship on under our belt in a, in a month or so. So, congrats wish, to Katie. Great job this year. Well, I have to wish my name because I missed two weeks. Well, I, I, yes, I wish I wish that um on C- on uh, CBS Sports Network. Look at my eyes. I've, I've been up since like four forty five in the morning for no good reason. I look terrible. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that I wish the CBS Sports Network and um like our producers at spotlight would do the same thing because they keep rolling out this stupid Brinson climbs to 500 graphic where they chopped off my, like everything below my knees and put like three quarters of my torso into hiking boots and slide me up and down this mountain with a losing record. Um, until we finally arrive at like my point four forty four point two winning percentage every week on like now on like television. And it's like, and then like, and then Hassel's like, here's Brinson with another losing week. And uh, so yeah. <laughs> anywho, oh, that sounds pop bad, stars. Yeah. You had That's something you were about to say. I just wanted to first and foremost congratulate Katie. Job well done, especially considering I don't think it was very long ago, Katie. You were, I believe, six to eight games uh, below yes. five hundred too. So yes. very, yes. very impressive turnaround. You went on a awesome heater over the final uh, uh, three to four weeks of the season. So just wanted to say job well done to you, Katie. 
Thank you so much. And I will actually bring up, we had a competition that RJ um, did with some of the sports line talent for futures. I was surprised on that one that I'm uh, that I'm down 81 units considering I was so heavy on the Jets this season and none of those things. <laughs> you mean you're um, only down 81 <laughs> units. That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I'm only down 81 units considering I had so many um, uh, uh, you know, Jets props in there. But that was a really fun competition as well, RJ. And, uh, and that's still heating up for some players, not... Not for I think any of us on this uh, podcast. No, but, all right, I, I was I was I was still alive and until RJ in an email before week eighteen noted that my Jag Super Bowl pick was still not dead. And, Adios, <laughs> amigo. <laughs> yeah, Brent, Brinson still has McCaffrey to be the offensive player of the year, so he gets some okay. some some units off of that. But it's going to be hard to make up the gap because we've had a few people have really strong runs. Mackenzie Brooks just crushed it with, oh. with everything she picked. And she has TJ Watt, defensive player of the year, CJ Stroud, offensive rookie of the year, Jalen Carter, defensive rookie of the year. Just all, uh-huh. all these things still in play that, that she could even build on this this uh, great stretch she had. So it was fun to do. We'll post the results once it's over and then looking forward to doing it again next year. Yes, absolutely. All right. We are going to get into um, the first weekend of the wild card, or I guess the only weekend of the wild card, first weekend of the playoffs. Um, but we're doing these a little bit differently. Yes. Super wild card weekend, please. Super wild card. Weekend. You yes, must recognize you. the NFL's branding change of branding. Mm-hmm. I actually had my picks column change. I, I I noticed that they changed it. It's super wild card week. This is we're, we're not just having a wild time. We're having a super wild yeah. time this weekend, which honestly I appreciate. I'd rather it be super. Um, but RJ came up with this incredible um, game for us to play. We're doing bingo cards, but I'm going to let you um, tell us what we're doing. RJ. Yeah, so the concept is um, we're going to have, this is pick six, so we're going to have six picks to make. We're going to have one spread and one total pick to make. We're going to have three props, one passing, one rushing, one receiving, um, to to put Alex's specialty right in in front and foremost, not making him pick a bunch of spreads and totals. And then you get one more wild card, which could be anything. could be a a double on what you think your strength is. So I think Alex is putting in four props instead of three. You can go wild with it. Like Brinson's going to have a crazy bet that everybody's going to want to stick around and hear about. So um, so those are basically the parameters Um, for the first round. And actually, for the first two rounds, we're trying not to correlate picks. So I can't take Dax over on passing and CeeDee Lamb's over on receiving, you know, things like that. We're just trying to switch it up a little bit to um, to, to make it a little. Mine are all correlated. Well, well yeah, I, I, any, I, any any complaints about the format from contestants is more than likely related to a lack of understanding, general confusion, and getting up at four forty five in the morning. I mean, look at my my I look like um who is it always has like their bags under their eyes have bags under their eyes. Like my like my my eyes look like they've got luggage like like Delta luggage eyes. counter. Okay. Well, I yeah. well look. It's a good thing that I won the last round because I've already screwed up this first round, and mine are all 49ers. So we will just I don't know what to do with oh, me. No, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I'm talking about the thing we're going to do second. Secondly, there's no 49ers this week. You don't have to. You can do whatever oh. you want in in this first thing we're going to talk about, which is just go over the okay, playoff good. specials. An- another bet you can do is betting on the <laughs> leaders. Who's going to lead the postseason in rushing, receiving, passing, those type of things, um, in okay. yards, touchdowns. Um, and, and certain categories like that. So we wanted to give you guys a little bit of taste of that and talk about who could lead the postseason in these statistics before we get into our picks. Okay, good. Well, yes. What, All right. So then no. I didn't do anything wrong, actually, which makes me very happy. Okay. So we're starting with these playoff specials um, and Saturday games. So the most playoff passing yards um, for this season, RJ, who you like? Yeah, I think a lot of us like Brock Purdy. I think in this category, you need someone you know is going to play three games um, to get three games of stats under your belt. And then you look at the AFC, Lamar pa- passing numbers don't have as high a ceiling as everyone. And Josh Allen's in bad weather this week. So I think you want to pick from the NFC. And, and Dak Prescott's the the leader in the odds right now. But I like the value going with Purdy. Uh, on a per-game basis, he was about as good as Dak. And I'm a little more confident he's going to play the three games and uh, he needs to uh, to lead this prop. So um, I'm taking Purdy as a better value than Prescott as, um, and the uh, San Francisco to win the NFC is minus 130. So we're getting Purdy at plus 450 here. I think there's a lot better value backing that than there is San Francisco to win the NFC. Yeah. Uh, look, Purdy, understandable, not playing this weekend. Um, I, I knew that. I mean, obviously, uh, but the, no, I'm just kidding. The, uh, I think that when you, when you look at this, you've got to sort of path, chart a pathway through the playoffs that you think makes the most sense and find the value point. So like, I totally get Purdy. You're going to get a home game in week one and we in the divisional round. 
And if you win, like I mean, the party bets dead. You're you're going to get two home games and then a Super Bowl matchup in Vegas, and you hope that it turns into a shootout. I'm going Matthew Stafford at eighteen to one. I know you're all very surprised. Oh, look at your look at your shocked faces. But here's the thing: I almost Stafford, I almost took this, but then I was like, no. Stafford is guaranteed to either he's guaranteed he's almost guaranteed to have decent um weather for his first two games if uh so the rams are the five seed right six six seed rams are the six seed so if the seven seed buccaneer or excuse me if the seven seed i'm 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 delusional if the seven seed packers beat the cowboys then the rams would go to uh, to it, to, 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 to well, it depends on whether whole lot of depends. The point being right. is like there's a decent chance that Matthew Stafford is playing in high totaled games. He's indoors this mm. week. I think he's going to throw the ball over the place, and he could end up going to. He can't, he can't go to the Cowboys, can he? Um, he no, goes to the Cowboys. Oh. Yeah, if if um, so, the Cowboys no. get the word. So so the uh, the seven seed would have to win, and yeah, it wouldn't be the Cowboys. Right, but then they, they would knock out the Cowboys because the Packers are playing the Cowboys. Right, right. That that was the math I was doing in my head. Sorry. So yeah, but then he would go to either the three or the four seed. Um, but more than likely, he's going to go to San Francisco. He can throw. You can throw against San Francisco. I think you can. Um, you know, it would be should be a high total game. You expect to see a bunch of back and forth there. And if the if they advance there. Then you really have a chance to get four games from him. The problem: they're not advancing there, Brinson. That's the problem. Yes, they are. The uh, I, I actually do like Stafford. Do. Stafford is a value bet. That's what I put in my column. When we went over this on Sportsline with with my best bets and values on each of these props. So I do like Stafford as a best as a value bet. The one situation will if um, the the seven seed does upset the Cowboys, then um, the Rams would either go to Tampa Bay or Philly. So if you get yes. them in Philly, you know that's that's not a, a great indoor. That, that, that's, not, that's the one not great environment, but I think if you look at all those teams, they're all like, I see, I think you kind of want to go NFC on this, on this bet too, because like, think about all these teams in the NFC, they're all really big, like pass funnels, you know, or, or teams that you're gonna have to score with to keep up and, and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I'm going Stafford there. You other two have party cause you're, cause like Alex is a huge Niners homer. Massive Niners homer. Uh, but yeah, I like the value with Purdy here, just considering I think, you know, there's a quite a bit of confidence that the 49ers are going to be playing uh, at the very least at the NFC Championship game, or obviously great chance to play in the Super Bowl. Love what I've seen from Purdy. Purdy's really had a fantastic season. Uh, I did like the value a lot on Stafford. Uh, not, I don't want to give away my running back pick. I just didn't want too much exposure to the Rams offense, which is why I opted to go with Purdy here. You uh, want but, yeah, exposure to the Rams. <laughs> I am high I on the Rams. All the exposure for the 49ers. All of my bets are for 49ers. And Harry can attest to this. I typed in Matt Stafford first, and I had it in there for a second. And I was like, no, they're not getting past the 49ers. I do think that they beat uh, the Lions. But I'm going pretty for all the reasons that everybody said. I mean, you look at his weapons. Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo had 1,300-yard games between them. It's just insane. And I do think that the 49ers have a good chance to go all the way all right the most playoff rushing yards i go first with my 49ers full exposure christian mccaffrey really chalky here at plus 180 averaging uh almost 92 yards per game this season the second most in the nfl and um like rj said niners are minus 130 favorite to win the super bowl so you've got to think that christian mccaffrey is going to get a lot of work over the next couple weeks having two weeks off too because he's got a little bit of that calf strain so hopefully he is feeling good but i am not afraid of the exposure prop stars yeah, and I'm going to go in this uh, stay in this Rams backfield. Going to go Kyron Williams plus 1200. Uh, just an unbelievable, fantastic season for Kyron Williams. Over the since he returned actually from the injury, he was the number one running back in fantasy football uh, from a yard standpoint, from a production standpoint. He's able to contribute as a receiver. So yeah, just love what I've seen from Kyron Williams. Uh, really, it just turned the whole. Rams season around as well. I think he could potentially, uh, I don't even think he needs to potentially play in the Super Bowl in order for him to end up as the leading rusher either. Uh, so yeah, I think he's going to be the focal point of this Rams offense, even against a pretty stout Detroit run defense. I think he has uh, a couple of big games here and it's uh, potentially enough to win us this ticket. I'm going to go way off the board. Ooh. 
Oh. Roll on down. Let's get down to them 40s. And find me, Josh <laughs> Allen, 40 to 1 to lead all playoffs in what? rushing yards. Yes. Josh okay. Allen, 92 rushing yards in his first playoff game, 54 in his second, just three in his third, which is a weird one against against uh, Baltimore, a win, 88 in his fourth, 66 in his fifth, 68 in his seventh. Last year, we actually dialed it back just 20 rushing yards and 26 rushing yards against the Dolphins and the Bengals in that bad loss. They were obviously chucking it a ton against the Bengals, and he wasn't running. He is going to activate his legs in the postseason. You have a team that's playing in the wild card. First round in a game against a Pittsburgh defense that's going to be missing TJ Watt and is really banged up in 25-plus mile-per-hour wins, which means I think a lot of maybe designed runs for Josh Allen to get them off their toes. He's going to need – he needs to rip one or two off. You need to get him to 60-something in this first round. But because they're a wild card as a two-seed, he's got a legitimate chance um, to, to play four games. And so – Lamar only can max out at three. Christian McCaffrey maxes out at three. Um, Kyron Williams can get to four. So if you get a you know, Bills Rams, I mean, maybe that's a correlated thing. But because he's getting four possible games, and if you, you it's the playoffs, he's going to lay it on the line. He's going to run a ton. I think we could get four fifty plus yard games minimum, and then all of a sudden you start getting up to like <laughs> 75, 80 yard games, and we could see Josh Allen lead. All the playoffs in rushing at 40 to one. Great value. What are you giggling about, Catherine? I'm just I'm giggling because what if, and I don't think either, what if you hit this bet and then you also hit the, you know, Stafford right. getting the one MVP? You're going to be the most insufferable human on the face of the I'm already earth. the most insufferable human on planet Earth. If I get, if Stafford gets an MVP vote, Pete Prisco says he didn't give him one, which is sad. He didn't. But yeah, of course, because. He shouldn't. I even offered Pete a uh, buy one, get one free wings at uh, Joe's Crab Shack, and he said no dice. Wow. That was quite the offer, too. Mm. I, I would love it if this one coming, because, I mean, the Bills are in the Super Bowl. Um, and, mm. and actually, I do like the pick. I like the value of the pick. I mentioned it in my article. That wasn't my value pick for rushing, um, and I'm not giving that out here. You can go check out the article if you want to see that. But I'm taking along the lines of what Princeton's saying, James Cook at plus 500. I just think it's very good value for a guy that could play four games. He should be the focal point of the offense this week in bad weather um, and, and and put up a big number, put up over 100 yards this week. Um, so I think that's good. I love Pacheco at 750 if you think the Chiefs beat the Bills next round, if you just think that they have their number, then I would go with Pacheco. But I'm going to count on the Bills winning that game, and um, and I'm going to back James Cook at plus 500. I, I think, too, sorry, and just to, you know, if you'd like the Josh Allen thing, or if you like the James Cook thing, I think if you're going to go, there's nothing wrong with sort of, it's not correlated, because they're actually... Um, Whatever the opposite is, like like if James Cook is rushing for yards, he's taking away from Josh Allen, and if Josh Allen is rushing for yards, he's taking away from James Cook. But if you're going to bet James Cook at five to one, you should probably sprinkle on Josh Allen at forty to one. And if you're going to bet Josh Allen at forty to one, you could hedge it a little bit with James Cook because if the Bills do play four games, somebody's rushing for a ton of yards. More than likely, yeah. Especially if we know that that's what Sean McDermott wants to do after this offensive coordinator change midseason. It's a bad weather game, so it's going to be a lot of rushing coming up in this first game anyways. All right, most playoff receiving yards, prop stars. I'm going to go with a guy that I've been talking about all season long, Brandon Ayuk, plus 1,200. Brandon Ayuk, just a fantastic season. He had 1,300 receiving yards, uh, barely eclipsed 100 targets. He had one of the most efficient seasons by a wide receiver in NFL history. The advanced metrics are unbelievable only had double digit targets in one game this season so uh yeah brandon iuk has been incredible not getting enough attention in my opinion because the raw counting stats aren't at the level of tyreek but again from an efficiency standpoint he was every bit as good as any wide receiver in the national football league uh this year so Love Ayuk. I think he's going to continue to shine in the postseason. Having Brock Purdy, who we obviously are high on here, uh, just in that offense as well, having the weapons around him. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to see a ton of Brandon Ayuk. Love the value here at plus 1,200 odds. 
I love it. And I will continue my overexposure of the 49ers. But I will say, I had a lot of 49ers on my fantasy team, and I won my league this year. So it's not exactly bad to be overexposed on the 49ers. I love Ayuk as well at plus 1,200. Um, you know, he's had a career high in passing yards for himself this year. He's Purdy's favorite target. I think he's got a team high, of, like you said, 105 targets, averaging the highest yards per reception at almost 18, a team high of 75 receptions. Like, he is the guy um, that's getting a lot of those first looks, certainly downfield um, and outside the numbers and he just takes off like crazy so I love him as well RJ yeah the favorite here is CeeDee Lamb at two to one and I I don't think that's low enough I think he should be getting more value considering that uh, Christian McCaffrey is even lower in the rushing numbers it's hard for me not to back the favorites playing indoors at a, at, a, at a stadium that the Cowboys typically do well in it's a great matchup this week has a great matchup likely next week playing Detroit at home there um, so, I, and it's possible to win this with two big games. We saw Devonte Adams lead the uh, the NFC or lead the playoffs in receiving a few years ago when the Packers only played two games, and he, he put up 140, I think, in each game and and led it. And I think C.D. Lamb could be the similar type of player here that does it. So, even at two to one, I think Lamb is probably the best bet here. So that's what I'm making. That's what I'm doing. I think Lamb's a pretty good bet because he can play two games and 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 get there. I mean, he could get you know he could have he could have three uh what i mean what three thirty in two games pretty easily we've seen one of the things that you've seen and it had um it didn't work out with tony pollard but we saw it with the um mike mccarthy's packers offenses just condensed target share for the number one receiver and so that's how cd lamb really really developed into uh you know maybe the best receiver in football or one of them i think you know who i'm taking cooper cup 50 to one are you kidding me? Yeah, he's got a split with Puka Nakua with 50 to 1 for the guy who almost like one of the single best receiving seasons in NFL history. A guy who's prone to going off in the playoffs. A guy who's catching passes from a future Hall of Famer and MVP vote getter in Matthew Stafford. Give me a break. Give me Cooper Cup 50 to 1. Uh, obviously, with the with the with the Rams, once you know. I mean, fifty to one. I think is really good value. I, I almost took Stafford off, but the, the correlation there, I think, works. Um, fifty to one. If they win two games, you are live. Yeah, same odds as Isaiah Likely, and he, you, you would expect him to have a decent bit more than Isaiah Likely, even yeah. if he only plays two games. Even if it's not very likely. Let's see what I did yeah. there. I really uh, all right, let's 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 throw up the playoff specials here. You can see what everyone is doing. Brinson is very exposed on the Rams with a very long shot with Josh Allen. I'm of course all over on uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I feel like you're pretty spread out, uh, RJ. You actually were pretty smart that way. And um, prop stars, you're kind of exposed on the 49ers as well, and I like that about you. I'm glad that you've come over <laughs> to the dark side. Um, all right. So now we're going to play our pick six bingo card game, which RJ explained at the top of the show. We each get a spread, a total, a passing yards prop, a receiving yards prop, a rushing yard prop, and then a wild card um, for the six games, starting with the Cleveland Browns laying two at the Houston Texans. This total 44 and a half. Um, I'll go first. I'm taking the points with the Texans because CJ Stroud is not your average rookie. He is six and three versus teams entering with a winning record this season, nine and four in his last 13 starts. And the Browns struggle away from home, just three and six. And I do think that at some point, this fun little thing we're seeing with Joe Flacco is going to fizzle out. So give me the points with the Texans at home. That is my spread bet. Uh, I'm on board with that. I like them against the spread. I like them as a money line. What I did is, Put them as my wild card pick and tease them up to plus eight. I don't think that the Browns blow them out at all. Um, you know, I think the the Houston will be able to get more pressure on Flacco than they did in the first meeting, where Jonathan Grenard played three snaps and uh, Will Anderson missed the game. Will Anderson will be back for this game. We'll see about Grenard. Um, but Houston is defense is twelfth in sack rate on the season, so I think they can exploit these backup tackles and get some pressure here and, and have some success here. Um, so that's my teaser play. I'm also you said passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards. We can do like any passing, receiving, rushing prop. So yeah. if that if that wasn't clear, then then it's just oh, me yes. cheating a little bit. But I'm taking C.J. Stroud under 0.5 interceptions at minus 130. Um, don't think he's going to throw a pick in this game. He's only thrown a pick in three of his 15 games this year, and we know the Cleveland defense struggles on the road more than they do at home. Um, so I think he's going to have a good day protecting the ball here. And that's slide that in for my uh, passing props pick. 
Prop stars, what do you got on anything on the? I think I, I think in theory, do you have to have something on every game? No. No. Okay. Yeah, I have uh, no picks from this oh. game. Um, I have a I have an under a, a pat. Uh, <laughs> I was definitely trying to find one from all the different games. Whatever. Uh, I don't care. Um, we, have, Flacco, yeah, we had to have. I thought, yeah, I thought it was like the whole point was like, you know, diversifying your bonds. Uh, yeah, well, we can, I mean, it's hard yeah, to make that the rule because if we, if we keep this up next week, you can't do six picks in right. four games and have them all different. Oh. So. Okay. Yep. True. Right. Because they're all, yes. Only um, I was like, wait, there's not six <laughs> games next week. Oh, I have a Flacco. Joe Flacco under pass attempts. Ooh. 37 and a half. That's so many pass attempts. I think you're going to see a game where. Flacco will throw the ball, but Kevin Stefanski likes to run. Now, Houston is a pass funnel, but in my uh, sort of game script here, the Browns are going to be leading for most of the game because C.J. Stroud's a rookie, and you said the fun little Joe Flacco run. This fun little C.J. Stroud run. Joe, Joe Fla- oh, January and Joe Flacco's been run. in the street. Oh. Joe, Flacco's been, Joe Flacco's been doing this for a decade. Yeah, he's been on the run. couch for ninety percent of this Joe, season. Joe Flacco was beaten. Jim you're Harbaugh's taking an under on Joe Flacco. You're in the Super Bowl. Back when C.J. Stroud was wearing diapers. Okay, Joe so tell me about this. Un- tell me about this under that you're taking on on this great Joe Flacco. <laughs> well, you were C.J. Stroud born. C.J. Stroud. CJ Stroud was seven when Joe Flacco got drafted. Seven. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Um, actually, it was like six and a half, but I digress. I, uh, I, I think, I just think, I, I generally subscribe to the idea that first playoff game, rookie quarterbacks in their first playoff game, you are going to struggle. The stage is just different. Now, CJ Stroud played really, really well against Georgia in the college football playoff last year. So that's the that's the one thing that really has me more nervous than, than anything else. But I, I think against yeah. this Browns defense, they've been bad on the road. I think they travel. I think they turn CJ Stroud over. I think they limit the Texans' run game, force him to throw. Flacco then is handing the ball off a lot more. And as a result, we don't get as many pass attempts, and the Browns win in a low-scoring game. That's why I'm taking the uh, 37 and a half is a ton for a 38-year-old quarterback in a playoff game, even against a pass funnel like Houston. My That's, counter to that is uh, C.J. Stroud hasn't really played like a rookie. Like he's he's outperformed basically you, almost every quarter, but every rookie quarterback. You know, it, he was in the, the the mix for an MVP vote uh, toward the end of the season. So um, I, I don't really consider him a quote-unquote rookie quarterback at this point. I think pretty polished and knows how to protect the ball. Okay, mm-hmm. and as Robbie Brinson likes to say, okay, bye. Next up, um, that's how he says. So he says goodbye to me. He's like, "Okay, bye." I'm like, "Love you too, pal." Uh, <laughs> Dolphins at the Chiefs. I just looked at my pick for this one. This is where Harry slotted my. I <laughs> just snorted laughing this with my parlay. Uh, look, this line has moved up to forty. I mean, minus four and a half. Excuse me. The total ticking down a little bit. Forty-four and a half. This is supposed to be. I think I saw. Um, can't remember what his name is, but one of the Miami media members. Um, so yeah, that like he's like I reached out to. He's like a source of the NFL says they're not going to postpone this game. Like what? it's football. It's not like lightning or anything. I mean, uh, but I apparently it's going to be a wild card weekend game. Yeah, right. Apparently it's going to be dangerously cold, and I obviously it's like a dolphin. You know, dolphin as we as I'd like to note, Dolphins media members tend to be very enthusiastic about the team. Uh, more so than other fan bases. Naturally, a bunch of these are like, oh, I can't believe they have to play in this weather. It's like, well, if you know, win the division, you don't have to. Um, it's going to be cold. It's going to be really cold. It's going to be the story. If you got Peacock, you're going to hear about it a lot. And Katie, you have a receiving bet in this game. I do, but it's for a running back. It's Pacheco over 18 and a half receive yards. Like you said, cold weather game here. Uh, Mahomes isn't going to be chucking the ball down the field uh, because it's freezing and that's going to be one hard rock. And then also, you know, his receivers tend to drop things. So I do think that Pacheco is going to be utilized in the screen game. A lot of check downs to Pacheco, especially because um, the Miami Dolphins have been vulnerable to uh, running backs in the receiving game. So I do think this number is a little bit too short. He had 35 yards uh, versus Cincy last week. So I'll take Pacheco over on his receiving yards. RJ. 
yeah, we all are attacking the same type of thing in this game. It seems like uh, the three of us, um, because I also have a Chiefs receiving prop over. I'm taking Travis Kelsey over 59 and a half receiving yards. Pretty low, low number for him. Yeah, con- when you just consider uh, the type of player he is. And it's tailed out, and, and, and it's low because he tailed off in the regular season. I mean, he had three poor games after averaging nearly 75 yards in his first 12 games. I um, think he was dealing with some nagging injuries there. The week off is going to help there that they obviously wanted to keep him healthy rather than let him go for the thousand yard season in that final game. And, and they're going to reap the benefits here because he should have a good game against this very beat up Miami defense, a bunch of linebackers getting hurt, getting put on the IR. And um, I think he'll be able to eat in the middle of the field here and have his typical game um, where the chiefs finally show up. It's going to be hard to tackle him too in this extremely cold weather. I mean, you get these backups hitting Travis Kelsey. They're not going to be able to hold on and, and, and drag him to the ground um, with how good of a player he is. So I feel like he could break a, a big player too, and he's going to pretty much fly over this number. So Travis Kelsey over 59 and a half receiving yards is my uh, receiving prop. Here. So low. Yeah. I, I love that one. I mean, I wish I had see, spotted that one, but that's, that's, a, that's a good bet. like it. And I have a passing prop from this game. We are going to fade to uh, under 239 and a half. Passing yards. Listen, we know the cold weather has been a big issue, not just for the Dolphins, but also for Tua. His splits in cold weather and temperatures under 45 degrees are absolutely dismal. Four touchdowns to five uh, interception TD to INT ratio. Passer rating of 71.8. He has really struggled in cold weather. This Chiefs pass defense is also very strong. Third in EPA allowed per drop back. Second in success rate as well so it's the strength of kansas city's defense cold weather dolphins extremely banged up just a really tough spot no jalen waddle potentially uh maybe even no raheem mostert as well so i think it's a really good spot to fade to uh, under 240 passing yards i've got a uh i've got the chiefs in a money line parlay which i will reveal wait wait pop stars has one more oh, yeah, well, on this game right. I do indeed. Yes. Thank you. I actually forgot, Katie. My receiving prop is Rishi Rice over 61 and a half receiving yards. Uh, love the spot for Rishi Rice, who's really uh, become the 1A or 1B in the Chiefs passing attack. He's really come on strong over the second half of the season. Over the final three weeks, he eclipsed the 70% snap share, something that, that eluded him over the course of the entire regular season. But to see him finally become a full time player in the Chiefs offense, really reap the rewards average 75 yards receiving over the final uh eight games there as well i also love the fact that he runs over 50 percent of his snaps out of the slot jalen ramsey plays on the outside he does not shadow the opposing team's number one wide receiver so he's going to avoid jalen ramsley largely if he's running all these routes out of the slot as well uh so yeah i love reishi rice over 61 and a half receiving yards in this game as well who goes into the who goes into the pick six Hall of Fame, along with the Niners team total over and uh, <laughs> and Magic Beans or NC State references? Is it Rishi Rice or Chris Olave? <laughs> I would say oh. Chris Olave, Rishi Rice, Matt Stafford MVP. And Matt, Matt Stafford is definitely the pick six Hall of Fame. Yeah, Niners and team Niners total over. Total. And, yeah, yeah definitely. That's that's the shoe in. That's like RJ. The who's, your, uh, who's your who's your you were about to say something? Who's your Hall? Who's your pick six Hall of Fame? Um, I don't know. It definitely has something to do with Brent and probably, uh, um, Andy Reed off the bye. That's, that's <laughs> probably the first inductee into the, uh, yeah. into the picks and call of fame yeah. for long time listeners. But I was going to say, um, you know, like that Alex pick, but notice the two numbers there Rasheed Rice, 61 and a half Travis Kelsey, 59 it's, and a half. That's crazy. Who, who could have ever thought that Kelsey would have a lower number than Rasheed Rice? Do, do, um, do you, do we think that, uh, what do you, what do you think, um, they're going to, Vic Fangio is going to do with, Jalen Ramsey, because I mean, I, to to Alex's point, I agree. Like he's not going to shadow. He's not going to shadow Rasheed Rice. One, that would be crazy. Two, that's not what they do. But I mean, like, do you think he'll shadow Travis Kelsey? That's a lot of because I mean, obviously you're going to line him up on the inside as well. I mean, that's a lot of moving around for Ramsey. Yeah, that seems like a that seems like the same problem that, that if you're not doing it it's, to right, it's like you're it's just, just a. I mean, it's just a really. It feels like the Chiefs are the worst possible matchup for the for the Dolphins defense as currently constructed just because it, like if, if you had like a Mike Evans on your team, you know, plop Ramsey on him. Right. And, or like, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just a bad matchup. Um, Stephon I like the Diggs. chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's Stefan Diggs. Like the, bills are, the bills are, yeah, exactly. The bills are a much better matchup. Like one of those physical big man, man press, like press man 
dudes on him. Um, Bills are a better matchup for the Dolphins than the Chiefs. I tend to think I've got a uh, money line parlay, as I mentioned, on the Chiefs. Your wild card. I'll, I'll announce it at the end because it involves a lot the of games of the game of the games. Do I have to say it now? Oh, I just don't spoil okay, all the fine. other games because it's a six it's right, a six TBD. game money line parlay. All right, so Brinson, uh, hold a place. Yeah, hold a place for Brinson's wild card because that is coming later. Oh, my vet is calling me. Um, all right, we are going to take a break right here. More Sunday games when we come back. You're watching Pick 6. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. Um, that was such a fun music that played in that commercial if you were watching the YouTube channel. Moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Bills laying 10. This total, 36 and a half. Um, I'm going to go first on this one. This is a very, very cold game. Um, when I was looking it up, it's like gusts of wind up to 41 miles an hour, 80% chance to participate precipitation. It's going to be snow. It's going to be freezing. Um, and so I'm thinking that a lot of rushing yards are going over in this game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and look at Najee Harris over 16 and a half rushing yards. Like I said, bad weather game, expect a lot of overs to hit in this game. Buffalo's run defense, allowing the fifth most yards per rush this season. He's averaging about this number at about 61 per game. He has gone over on his rushing yards prop and 68% of opportunities this season. I think that he's kind of the Steelers best, bet um, into moving the ball down the field. So I'll take him over the 16 and a half rushing yards. Um, I'm going to go under the total of 36 and a half. It's already dropped a decent amount because of the weather. Um, and and it does, the weather forecast has not changed. Um, it's going to be very extremely windy. Um, 25 mile per hour sustained winds, it looks like right now, including those gusts you mentioned, upwards of 40 miles an hour, could even get to 50 miles an hour. Um, so we're getting close enough to game time that I'm a little bit more trustworthy. And that's the weather we're going to see. It would be even worse than what we saw in that extreme weather game when the Bills played the Patriots. And that was a 14-10 game where... Mac Jones threw the ball three times. And it was very ugly to, to watch. And um, I think that's going to come into play here and it's going to take out a lot of the Bills advantage of throwing the ball. Um, so I think 10 is going to be a hard number for them to to cover in that type of game. It just sets up perfectly for Pittsburgh, but it also sets up for it to be low scoring, kicking troubles, go for it on fourth down more often, but still maybe not score as many touchdowns here. And so maybe not 14, 10, but, but I don't think this game gets to gets into the 30. So I like taking the total uh, to go under 36 and a half. RJ, you just reminded me that bad weather game between the Patriots. I took the over on the punts in that game and that hit. I wonder if this is another game where you may be, I should have taken a wild card and looked at the punts in this game. Mm. Potentially, yeah. The best part about that game was um, that Bill Belichick, it was his COVID game, and he was doing the interview with Tracy Wolfson before it, right? Or was it Monday night? When did, when did it on CBS? Am I crazy? I don't think it was a Monday night game. Well, it was definitely yeah. a night game. It was definitely a night game. It was definitely yeah. a night game. It's Sunday. It's night. Night. Anyway, yeah. he's doing the pregame interview in the tunnel, and he's wearing, he had to wear a mask, which was like a weird thing. It's so weird to say in 2020. It's like, remember when we had to wear a mask all the time? And yeah, but they had to wear a mask to do these interviews, and Belichick is wearing a mask with the Navy Midshipman logo on it. Navy runs a triple option. He basically was like, I'm about to run the ball 50 times <laughs> down your throat, and there's nothing you can do about it. You don't know. And it, it turned up and did. It was I, I, one of my favorite Belichick moments. Mm -hmm. They played that game from Damian Harris, I think, was a long touchdown, and that, that set the tone for that game. And we'll see uh, if the Bills can kind of copy that in this game uh, with Damian Harris now on their roster. 
And I have a rushing prop from this game going Josh Allen over eight and a half rushing attempts. Uh, this one is a no-brainer to me. We've seen Josh Allen really run the ball a lot more over the second half of the season since Joe Brady, Joe Brady took over play calling for Buffalo. Also, Josh Allen has a track record of just running the ball a lot more in high-leverage situations in the yep. playoffs. Uh, I believe it was Ben Gretsch, uh, shout-out Ben on Twitter, who pointed out, that there is actually data that suggests that Josh Allen runs the football significantly more in meaningful games, whether they be playoff games or games with playoff implications. So we just see him rely a lot more on his legs, looks to be fully healthy or as healthy as Josh Allen can be at this stage of the season. Bill's much more conservative offense. We've been talking about the inclement weather here as well. Not going to be optimal throwing conditions whatsoever. So could totally see Josh Allen potentially running the ball 10 plus times in this game had 15 rushing attempts last week. Remember uh, Neil downs count as well as rushing attempts. Ooh, good so point. Love his chances to go over eight and a half attempts, especially as 10 point favorites where we could get two or three need nail downs to close the game. Truly, truly nothing better than that. Than like, me being like, haha, yes, I agree with Alex completely. I have Josh Allen 40 to 1, most rushing yards. I have the prop over here, Josh Allen over 38 and a half rushing yards. And then he's like, but kneel downs. I'm like, oh crap, that's true. I kind of like yeah. the rushing attempts over more because if he, even if he, he has never run the ball in the playoffs less than four times, he has run it more, eight or more times, four out of his eight playoff games, seven twice, six once, and four once. He is going to run the football. Now, last year, he did run the ball less in the postseason a little bit. Well, I actually took it back. He ran it eight times in, in the in the, in the the second game. He's going to run the ball in this game. Like, he just is. And if the Bills is a 10-point favorite win, he takes three Ds. All of a sudden, you really—I mean—that that over on the rushing attempt is, is a really good look. I think he clears the rushing yardage maybe by halftime, and he ends up with like an eighty-yard rushing game. So, uh, like all those Josh Allen rushing props across the board, the Green Bay Packers are at the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy revenge game. Ooh la la! Look at this. The game has dropped to Cowboys at minus seven. They've been a very juiced Ooh. Packers plus seven almost all day. The line shifted a half a point. The total climbing now maybe a little bit, 50 and a half with a juiced over there. Uh, Katie, we are apparently sharing a brain because we think there will be lots of points and lots of points for the Cowboys here. We do. Well, first of all, I think the fact that this line has dropped to seven from seven and a half, I think a lot of betters have a little bit of recency bias. Yes, Jordan Love looked really good last week, but this is the Cowboys at home. I'm going to lay that seven with them, but I already used that for this game. So I am taking Cowboys team total over 29 and a half. It's high, but again, the Cowboys at home have been absolutely dominant. Eight and oh, they average 38 points per game. They haven't had less than 33 points per game in four of their last five home games. I think they absolutely roll in this game. The Packers, congratulations on making the playoffs your first uh, season removed from Aaron Rodgers, but the buck stops here. Y'all about to get rolled by the boys. This was the second half of my teaser. I teased it down Dallas minus one and a half, obviously at seven. I do like Dallas there, so I would not throw it in a teaser at this point, but for the purposes of our game, this is going to be my wild card teaser. Houston plus eight, Dallas minus one and a half. Green Bay's offense played really well down the stretch, finished eighth in yards per play, top 10 in rushing pass, top five in sack rate and third down rate, despite all the injuries they dealt with. Um, and a healthier Green Bay offense we saw dominated Chicago last week with 7.2 yards per play. Didn't show up on the scoreboard due to a few miscues. This is a much tougher opponent here in Dallas, and, and um, this this Dallas defense is typically strong at home. Um, we'll see how Stephon Gilmore's injury factors in. I didn't see if he practiced yesterday, but I know he dealt with an injury coming out of last game. And, um, yeah, I, I like the look of the Dallas team total going over because that Green Bay defense has been terrible at times. Coming off of two good games, but not really against dynamic offenses. And the they, they faced the Chiefs earlier this season. The Chiefs are finished 15th in points scored per game. Um, and they've only faced one team better than that since week four, and that was the Lions. So a lot of these teams they're playing, they just don't score a ton of points. And, and so when the defense has had good games, I think that's been a factor. They haven't got had to play a, a bunch of good opponents, and Dallas, of course, is first in points uh, on the season. So this is going to be the toughest matchup they've had all season. Don't see how the Cowboys don't go out and roll up at least 30, maybe even 40 in this game. 
And I have a prop on tight end Jake Ferguson over 41 and a half receiving yards. Much like Rishi Rice, Ferguson has really come on strong down the course of the season. He's really uh, established himself as that number two option in Dallas's passing attack. We know Dak also really tends to favor throwing to tight ends. They haven't missed a beat with Dalton Schultz. If anything, I think Ferguson gives them a much more athletic option over the middle of the field, uh, really seeing his connection grow and grow over the final three weeks of the season, much like Rishi Rice. Ferguson finally became a full-time player in Dallas's offense, averaged nearly 60 receiving yards per game over the final seven weeks, eclipsed this in six of those seven games as well. He's been highly, highly productive for Dallas. Uh, you have to imagine with how well C.D. Lamb is playing, he's going to get plenty of attention from Green Bay's pass defense. Not sure if they're going to be able to slow him down, but I know Jake Ferguson is going to continue to be uh, sort of that safety blanket for Dak Prescott in the game with a 50-plus point total as well. You have to imagine we're going to see a lot of yards in this game. Love Jake Ferguson. In my opinion, this line is going to close, close closer to 47-48, so I think it's a great value at 41 and a half for the tight end. Oh, on the CD Lamb thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, was say, on the CD Lamb thing, too. Um, is Jair Alexander going to play? Yes. He is, right? <laughs> that's, that's kind of a big deal. Agreed. I mean, I mean he, he shut, he shut down for, Justin Jefferson, if we yeah, recall. Like he can, I mean, it wouldn't be crazy at all if Mike McCarthy's like, all right, we're going to funnel this through Brandon Cooks and Jake Ferguson early on. While you know, and and force like you know, if they, if they it, let's see what Jair Alexander can do early on. Get the ball to Ferguson. Get the ball to Tony Pollard out of the backfield. Get the ball to Brandon Cooks. Get you get Gallup involved, and then if if Lamb is beating, if Alexander's just balling out and locking down Lamb, then you just keep and you you know it's working. You just keep doing it, and if not, if Alexander looks like he's still banged up, then you can start attacking with Lamb. But that I that's. That's, I would look too at um, first. Yeah, go ahead. Prop. I was, gonna I was just going to say to, to Jair Alexander's credit, last season, um, Justin Jefferson, I believe, was 170 yards shy of breaking the single season receiving record uh, facing Green Bay in the final week of the season. He had torched Green Bay previously earlier in the year, a game that Jair Alexander missed. I believe Justin Jefferson had a 200-yard receiving game. Jair Alexander shadowed Justin Jefferson basically on an island for the duration of the game, held Jefferson, who was obviously very motivated to break the record, to, I believe, three catches for 30 yards, all coming in the final fourth quarter as well. So he has the capability to really slow down C.D. Lamb. You have to think he's going to be highly motivated, being it's a playoff game, his first playoff game, uh, coupled with the fact that C.D. Lamb has been playing as well as he is. So I think it's actually a pretty tough spot for C.D. Lamb, all things considered. Um, I'll counter that real. I want to counter that real quick and say Alexander's not had a great year. Um, it, he's been. Sure. You look at PFF grades, which I, I don't want to make the gospel. He's been kind of in the middle of the pack. Um, and like I mentioned, they didn't play a lot of tough offenses. Um, so he hasn't really been, you know, forced that much. Uh, to to he's to, been hurt all year too. And he's he's been dealing with an injury too. But this is the toughest matchup they're going to face, and I just don't see them going away from CD Lamb just because Alexander is on him um, when he hasn't had that great of a season. My point is he has the the ability to potentially mm -hmm. disrupt yeah. CD yeah, Lamb. Definitely I'm not suggesting he's going to to shut him down. I, I've been beating the CD Lamb drum as hard as anyone here, as you I mean, recall. C but CD Lamb's total like yardage prop is like one fourteen, right? It's something like silly. It's high. It's almost triple digits here. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, just hard. just in in conjunction with that too, I would say uh, Jake Ferguson anytime touchdown plus one eighty is a good look, and Jake Ferguson first touchdown twelve to one. Also a uh, a very like if I'm playing first touchdown of this, CD Lamb's five and a half to one. That's a little short. Yeah. I mean Pollard four and a half to one. I'm going. Uh, Cook 16, Ferguson 12, and uh, Gallup 22. And let's heesh. Uh, I got the Cowboys team total number two. I think they I think they score plenty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're doing that. Uh, one thing I will say about J.R. Alexander, where he has excelled, his post-game interviews have been mm -hmm. quite entertaining over the last few weeks, although I think he's going to be taking things a bit more seriously now. He photobombed some, to somebody outside, some girl outside Lambeau Field, like so yes, quickly that she was like, fan. the fans is the pack's back. It's like, that was J.R. Alexander. <laughs> Oh, and then when he when he went up and he he did the coin toss, but then he said that they mm. wanted to be on defense. I was trying to get suspended for 
yeah, I got suspended for that. And then he said he was going to take things more serious. He's just been hilarious to me. I uh, absolutely enjoy watching him. Um, now for Brinson's favorite game of the weekend, <laughs> Los Angeles Rams <laughs> at the Detroit Lions. Lions laying three at home. This total 51 and a half. And I got to be honest, I hate myself for how much I like the Rams in this game. On my podcast earlier today, I gave out so many Rams bets that I thought that I was having an identity crisis. But I am going to take Matt Stafford over 272 and a half passing yards. The last time that he faced his former team, which I believe was in like 2021, he was 28 for 41, mm -hmm. 334 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. All of this goes into why Brinson is taking him for the most uh, receiving yards in the postseason. He has hit the over on this number uh, in four of the last five games. He averages almost 230 yards per game. And we talk about this every single week. Detroit's pass defense has been an absolute funnel. They give up the third most yards per pass. This six most passing yards per game um, and five straight quarterbacks have gone over on their yards prop versus the Detroit Lions. So Matt Stafford should have no problem cutting them up. I'm a little bit against you on, on the Rams. I think the Rams are super popular. That's why, that's why we've seen this come down from <laughs> three and a half to, to three. Um, I think everybody kind of feels like the Rams are the, 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 the upset that's going to happen. In it's a little, this, it's this a little concerning to be honest. And I, I feel, I feel like the lions, I mean, the lions I like the get, Rams. We should all be concerned. Yeah. Yeah. The lions get three points for home field at least, I think. And so you're, you're yep. saying these teams are equal um, and that those fans are going to be crazy in Detroit. And, um, and, and the atmosphere is going to be incredible getting to face Matthew Stafford in that, their first home playoff game. So I think, you know, you'd have to make these teams even, or, or, or say the Rams are definitely the better team, I think to back them. And I just can't do that. I think the lions overall do so much well that their bad pass defense which they are getting healthier they got cj gardner johnson back last week Ali mcneil back that, that helps the run defense so i think they're going to come out and win this game um my my mm -hmm. pick for this game is david montgomery to go over 54 and a half rush yards i think all of the focus on the passing games here means it's a little sneaky to go out and take some of the rush props over and david montgomery's had eight straight games of 55 plus rush yards before going 10 for for 40 last week think uh, the the focus for the Lions offense is not going to put Jared Goff in too many situations to 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 fail against his old team and his old coach. And uh, they're just going to run, run, run down their throats and try to control the run game there like they have for a lot of the season. So feel like Montgomery is going to get upwards of 12 carries, probably upwards of even 15 carries and be able to hit over 54 and a half rush yards pretty, pretty solidly. I'd be surprised if Detroit doesn't have over 125 rush yards as a team in this game. I think that's a sneaky good play, RJ. And uh, as someone who's backing the Rams, uh, this is my spread pick, are the Rams plus three and a half. I have become somewhat concerned just seeing pretty much everyone backing the Rams here. Uh, but, yeah, I still think that uh, – Everyone's everyone's treating it like, yeah, obviously the Rams. I'm like, right? Like it's like a guarantee that they're going to – yeah. I still, still Dan Campbell – uh, he's been very Ben Johnson scares me quite a bit. Just uh, how well the play calling has been all season. So uh, I still think that the quarterback advantage ultimately is with our guy, Brinson's guy, Matthew Stafford. Just love what I've seen from Kyron Williams. Uh, yeah, I could see this being a very competitive game, but I will take the three and a half points and uh, take the Rams and just keep my fingers crossed and pray that they advance. Yeah, the, the the biggest concern for me here is that pe everyone's like, why would you even bother taking the points? Just take the Rams money line. It's like <laughs> it is three and a half. Like, and it's down to three on Fanduel now. But I mean, that's you know, that's a. I think this. I think it's gonna be a really close game. I mean, and we mentioned Dan Campbell. This to me is the underrated thing. And I'm making I'm making some Lions argument here, and I'm not really sure why, because I'm taking the Rams obviously <laughs> plus three and a half. But to me. The difference is that Sean McVay in these spots is totally content to go and kick field goals and not be aggressive down near the goal line, not be aggressive on fourth down around midfield. He'll pond, he'll kick field goals. He'll take the points. He and Kyle Shanahan are really, really conservative, kind of old school coaches, despite their modern offensive mentalities. Dan Campbell, not so much. The PC principal will go for it anywhere, anytime, or basically any fourth down. And I think that you could see, let's say Sean McVay takes some points too frequently, takes some field goals down near the goal line, and Dan Campbell is rolling the dice on these fourth downs, and you've got Ben Johnson who's come up with, like they're going to have a package of fourth down plays specifically to convert these fourth and one, two, three, four, five that he's not afraid to go for. 
if they get like 75% of those and they go for a bunch of them, that could flip this game completely. And that's that's really my biggest concern. I've also got Jameer Gibbs over 19 and a half receiving yards. Man, he's electric. If if the Rams are winning, if this is a shootout, Jameer Gibbs is going to get his snaps. Maybe I'm a little worried because he's a rookie running. You know, I don't like any concerns. He's a rookie in a first playoff game. I, I don't think so. I think they've given him enough snaps. Um, I like RJ's over David Montgomery rushing yards, but I think that's correlated with the Lions. I will take the Rams and the correlated receiving yards for the young rookie out of Alabama. Shout out Nick Saban. Let me ask you real quick, Princeton. Would would you take play the three? Because everybody listening to this is probably going to see three because it looks like it's coming down to three everywhere at this point. So would you play it at plus three? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I played the. Th- I've already got three and a half in the barn, but I would still play it at three. Yeah, I, I I think the Rams will win the game. Like I like the Rams money line. I do, I really 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 don't like that. Everybody's like, yeah, the Rams are the obvious. They, they, yeah, I waited until it dropped to three and, and laid it with the Lions. I think that's for sure. The number, that's the number where it's profitable for the Lions. Yep. All right. Speaking of Nick Saban, Najee Harris played for Nick Saban. Mm. And we can't wait for Super Wild Card Weekend on CBS. Najee Harris <laughs> headed to Buffalo. Two blue collar squads with contrasting styles square off when Najee Harris leads the Steelers' dynamic run game into Buffalo for a meeting with Josh Allen and the Bills' aerial attack. It all begins at noon Eastern with the NFL Today Super Wild Card Weekend Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Coming up next, the Pick 6 Parlay. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's time for the Pick 6 Parlay, where we each select a game for a four-leg Moneyline Parlay. If you've been tailing them all season, you've been losing, and we're sorry about that. But this week is the week. Uh, The person with the best record goes first and then the second and so on and so on. The Pick 6 Parlay segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Uh, One of these does have to be an underdog if you are new to the podcast. I (laughs) am going first and I'm going to take the biggest money line off the board. The Bills at minus 520. I just realized that RJ is going to try and play a game of chess here potentially, but actually maybe not. Well, I I mean... We have Alex going last, even though he went two and zero. I don't think that's very fair. So I'm going to take the pressure off him to pick an underdog because I'm going to pick the dog. I like the dogs. Well, you could take a dog too. You can all pick dogs. You can all pick dogs. I mean, it's not like we've won on picking favorites. Yeah, well, we saw how well that worked last week. We we had Baltimore and Buffalo and uh, the Bears (laughs) as our two dogs, and (laughs) neither of them worked out. But I'm taking the Bucks. Uh, We're going to get into why they're a best bet for me in a minute, but I just think that line is way off. I think the Bucks should be favored in this game. Love the value we're getting <laughs> at the All Bucks right. at, I believe, plus 134 uh, on, on FanDuel or something around there. Um, so this is just great value for us. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the Buccaneers. I like, I like the Buccaneers this week. Um, I think though, and I'm just, let me clear out. I've got a, I've got a parlay built up here. So let me just see what happens when we do see, we got Tampa Bay plus 134. Katie grabbed the Bills at minus 550. Is that right? That two-leg parlay is plus 176 already? We don't need no Let's dogs. Do what you feel in your gut. No, no, no. Well, I don't want to. I'm not going to go with the Rams because I don't want to go against RJ, who likes the Lions to win that game. Instead, I think I know RJ has the Cowboys in a teaser, which he's already told us. So I'm just going to take the Cowboys at minus 330. That gets us up to plus. 260 and leaves um Cleveland Houston Miami KC and the Rams Detroit for Alex to choose from 
what a raw deal to go two and zero oh and uh, have to pick last year, guys. But uh, Chiefs. No, I know. Oh, no, you can obviously, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs here. Uh, minus two thirty, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, minus two thirty five. Uh, so that, yep, yep. Minus two thirty five. I will take um, the Chiefs. That would have been my favorite right. pick, Alex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. No, I was I was either going to go Chiefs or, or Cowboys. So we avoided the Rams money line. All right. Maybe maybe it's not so jinx after all. So here's what we got. The Bills. This is it. I like this. Bills minus 550, uh, Bucks plus 134, Chiefs minus 235, or excuse me, Cowboys minus 330, and the Chiefs minus 235. That four-leg parlay pays out over four to one plus 413. That's that's pretty good for three huge favorites. And then the Buccaneers on Monday night. Cash it Monday night. Mm -mm -mm. I kind of love that parlay. Uh -huh. By the way, that parlay, this pick six parlay segment brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. And the final game of the weekend. I believe this is on Monday night, right? The Eagles yep. laying three That's at why Tampa it's a Bay. super wild card. Super wild card weekend. Uh, this total 43 and a half. Um, I, this is my wild card, and I'm just going to go with what's automatic, which is a Jalen Hurts touchdown. It's at minus 120. Our wild cards had to be under 130, so I'm just slipping underneath that. The Eagles have to win this game. I believe that they will win this game, um, and Jalen Hurts will find the end zone. So give me an anytime touchdown for Hurts. I believe the Eagles will not win this game. Uh, they have looked like the worst team in the playoffs down the stretch. Um, you know, you could quibble with them and the Steelers, but definitely the worst in the NFC. Barely had a point differential over zero. Um, and so the worst NFC team, really. And their awful game for their defense against the Giants, 6.3 yards per play. Three straight drives, touchdown drives allowed in the second quarter that ended that game early. Tampa 13th in yards for pass. I think they're going to execute consistently against this, this Eagles pass defense that has been very bad. And they're now also now 31st in third down rate and 30th in red zone rate. Very bad in situational spots too. Great job, Matt, Patricia, whatever you're doing is working. Keep it up. Um, <laughs> defense, defense also lost two safeties in week 18. So it gets them even more banged up in the middle of that defense. And the offense also beat up with AJ Brown injured in week 18. We'll see his status for this game. Devontae Smith obviously has been managing an ankle sprain as well. Jalen Hurts did not escape either, did had a little finger injury. Probably not going to affect him too much, but we'll see. We'll see how how that that factors in once he gets in in, in the game mode there. Um and so even if those Philly injury reports get better, I mean this Tampa Bay defense has gotten much healthier recently. I think they can outperform their ranking of 22nd in yards per play um, on this season. I think they're better than that. And so even though Philly dominated the week three matchup, they are a significantly worse team right now. They should not be laying points on the road against anyone in this postseason. So love getting plus three with Tampa. That's the best bet for me. Harsh words, RJ, but I cannot say I disagree. Uh, the Eagles look like the worst team in the playoffs by far. I still contend, Brinson, that if Sirianni loses I, I was this about to game, tell you. I, I took this take to the streets. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, what happens if, like, do you think there's a chance Nick Sirianni can get fired? You know, I I think you're, I'm, I'm, I'm not totally off board. You're warming up a little bit. I told I'm you, right? Up to it. You, yeah. you see the coaches out there now. I mean, you kind of yep. think you might be able to upgrade if you're the. Yep. Yep, yeah, yep. I mean, I really believe he's lost the locker room. I just think, obviously, you know, considering his track record, it's unfair, but it just, uh, yeah, just I think the players are unhappy with him, but I digress here. Yeah, I'm going to take the under actually in this game, under 43 and a half points. I think the Eagles' game plan is going to be, as RJ mentioned, AJ Brown banged up, Devontae Smith ankle injury, Jalen Hurts uh, injury in his throwing hand. Uh, the Eagles' path to victory, or at least how they won their first matchup and what they're going to do to limit Jalen Hurts' dropbacks, who's been making a lot of mistakes over the second half of the season, is by running the football. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to attempt to slow things down, um, just lean on the ground game if they can in their first matchup. I know it was week three. I believe they had over 200 total rushing yards in that game, really just sucked the air out of the football uh, so I think we see DeAndre Swift, who is really one of the only healthy skill position players on this Eagles team. Tampa Bay's offense hasn't exactly been explosive against your Panthers. Brinson, only nine points last week. Baker's banged up as well. So just not a lot of confidence in both of these offenses. Tampa Bay's defense looks to be the best unit overall in this game as well. So, yeah, I think the under 43 and a half points is a good look here. The um yeah, I like the Bucks as well. If I didn't have the Rams as my against the spread pick, it was gonna be Tampa Bay. Those are my two favorite spots. Look, the Eagles, I wanted to fade 
whoever was coming to Tampa Bay, Eagles or Cowboys, just because Cowboys haven't been very good on the road, but especially the Eagles with the way that they played after the bye, they really should have won one game after the bye, maybe. Like the Christmas Day game, they should have lost the, the, the Chiefs and the Bills. They could have lost that game on Christmas Day to the Giants. They did lose to Tommy DeVito and Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Like to close out the season, just, just win one of those games. And you, I mean, it's unbelievable. An epic collapse by the Eagles. Then in that final game, A.J. Brown gets banged up. Jalen Hurts gets banged up. Matt Patricia may have gotten Bill Belichick fired. He's about to get Nick Sirianni fired. This guy's getting everybody fired. The defense is terrible. <laughs> and so I'm going to, for my wild card, we're getting real weird. Oh, yes. Here. Finally, we're here. We're going to go Browns. It's just going to be over by the first game of the Texans. It's Caesar Stroud. That's whatever. <laughs> Browns, money line. Chiefs, money line. Bills, money line. Cowboys, money line. Rams money line, Buccaneers money line. Are you trying to compete against the pick six parlay? I think all of those are in the pick six parlay as well. Are they? So, yeah. If the pick six, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. Okay. 20 to one. And then I just kick my feet up for the rest of the playoffs and like and give you all the middle finger while we play bingo and, I, and i've got 20 <laughs> i've got 20 units in my pocket again it's i'm probably down one unit as soon as the texans win on saturday afternoon so don't worry about it yeah well if there's anyone that could win this and then still lose we're not going to give you the title even if you hit this. <laughs> right, let's get, let's get 20 units and give it all back the following week somehow uh yeah so i love it all right, let's go ahead and uh, recap those picks. Brinson, uh, apart from your wild card, what else you got? Well, and shout out to producer Harry. He got the money line parlay graphically on there. That is some fine font work, Harry. That is excellent uh -huh. stuff. Uh, I've got Joe Flacco under 37 and a half passing attempts. That late six game money line parlay I mentioned. Josh Allen over 38 and a half rushing yards. Dallas Team total over 29 and a half. Jameer Gibbs over 19 and a half receiving yards. And the Rams plus three and a half. If anyone cares, uh, I, my other lean would be the Buccaneers plus three. All right. I'm taking Houston plus two and a half. Pacheco over 18 and a half receiving yards. Najee Harris over on his rushing prop at 60 and a half. Dallas team total over 29 and a half. Matt Stafford over 272 and a half pass yards and an Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. I think that his finger being injured actually works in my favor too. I don't know how much he's going to be throwing in this game. RJ. I've got CJ Stroud going under half an interception. No interceptions in the game for CJ Stroud. I have Travis Kelsey over 59 and a half receiving yards. Very low number for him. Pittsburgh Buffalo to go under 36 and a half in bad weather. Houston and plus eight and Dallas minus one and a half is my teaser. Although that Dallas number is now down to minus one. Do like playing them just on the minus seven. Um, so I wouldn't tease it at, at seven. Uh, David Montgomery over 54 and a half rush yards in Tampa Bay plus three. And last but not least, I've got the Rams at plus three and a half. I've got the Eagles and Bucks under 43 and a half. I've got two uh, to throw for under 240 passing yards. Josh Allen uh, over eight and a half rushing attempts. Rishi Rice over 61 and a half receiving yards. And my wild card is Jake Ferguson to have at least 42 receiving yards. I love prop. I think that's the most props you've had or bets you've had on this show because the props are all out for you, which is quite nice. It is. It is nice, Katie. So if you sweep the board again, you won't be going last uh, this week. <laughs> all right. That is the show. Make sure that you t tune in all week long for more NFL coverage. The Super Friends are doing recap shows on Saturday night, on Sunday night, and on Monday night or just Saturday, Sunday? Probably all of them. Playoff games. Uh, probably all of them. All right. He so said enthusiastically. <laughs> Woo! I, I did. I was excited. I was excited. I, We're all excited famous. about the recap shows on Saturday, Sunday, and possibly Monday. Uh, make sure you keep it locked with us again all week long for those. And uh, if you're on the YouTube page, YouTube page, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And anyone listening to audio um, as well, do the same. Download, follow, leave a five-star review, tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. And uh, Super Friends, we'll see you on Sunday. Good luck. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. 
reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.